You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Ada Hoffman, author of the new novel, The Fallen. Ada, welcome to the podcast. Tommy, it's nice to meet you. Absolutely. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your latest novel, The Fallen, how would you describe the novel? All right. So The Fallen is the sequel to my debut novel, The Outside. It's the second in a planned trilogy. And this uh, series is a cosmic horror space opera. So it it is set in a universe where um, some artificially intelligent supercomputers have set themselves up as gods to be worshipped. And now they control the galaxy. And our protagonist, Yasira Shen, is a scientist who... Um, gets kind of caught up in the conflict between these uh, gods who are not entirely trustworthy and some kind of cosmic horror entities, which are perhaps even less so. Um, Now, The Fallen uh, takes place, obviously, after quite a lot has already happened in the first book, The Outside. And one of the things that's happened is a good chunk of an entire planet has been kind of corrupted by the cosmic horrors. And so Yasira and her friends are trying to figure out how to help people there, how to uh, make living conditions better and how to kind of protect them from the gods who would like the whole area to just go away, please. Um, and so it's a book about, um, it's about how people respond and kind of help each other after disasters it's a, and it's a book also about um because Isira is a neurodivergent character and many of her friends in the book are also neurodivergent characters it's also a book about um it's a book about how people can come together and help each other uh, in the wake of like a disaster, that kind of trauma, but it's also about how mentally ill and neurodivergent people form communities. And if that's too introspective for you, there are also 
<laughs> you know, uh, things blowing up. Um, <laughs> so. uh, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write The Fallen and this trilogy? So, um, I mean, to some extent, really, the impetus was that I had become attached to the characters of the outside. And I wanted to continue writing them. I didn't feel that I had really finished writing about them. I wanted their story to continue. And um, so the Fallen kind of, it stems from there. It stems from me trying to figure out um, where the characters are going and how they're reacting um, after everything that happened to them in the first book. In a lot of ways, um, plotting the second book in a trilogy can be quite challenging because it needs to move things along. It needs to introduce new challenges um, and new developments in the conflicts you uh, introduced in the first book. It has to lead up to the very large um, kind of concluding events that are going to happen in the third book um but it also it can't but it also has to be a satisfying conflict of its own it has to be like kind of the right size so it took a bit of of um kind of fiddling with that and going back and forth about it before i had a structure for this book that really made that really worked very well gotcha um so I'm curious, what was your writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? So, um, in some sense, I've always, of course, been writing for fun. Um, I started writing for publication in about 2009. So, like, a decade before The Outside was published. And for a lot of that time, I was publishing short stories. And poetry, that's where I was um, focusing, and that's how I was building my craft. Um, I published a short story collection, Monsters in My Mind. Um, you can look at some of, some of that work that I was doing. Um, but uh, what led to me writing The Outside, a proper-sized novel, was actually um, a funny story. I had actually become very attached to a couple of characters that um i had encountered in a dungeons and dragons game that i was playing and i was like i want to write about these characters more um but i was like nobody wants to read dungeons and dragons with the serial numbers filed off that's that's <laughs> not a thing that's um that's not gonna work so what i ended up doing is that i filed up the serial numbers so hard that it ended up being a space opera I was like, <laughs> that was, that was my process. Um, and I'm curious, how was it for you making the transition from writing short stories to writing novels? Well, um, it's interesting. There are some skills that carry over very smoothly, like how to write a sentence, how to describe things, how to write dialogue, you know? And there were other things that were, um, a there are some things that work completely differently in a novel than they do in a short story. Pacing was very challenging for me. And I had to redo the opening of The Outside uh, several times because the first few times I approached it, I was trying to approach it as if it was a short story. 
and I was trying to introduce everything at once much too fast um, for the medium of a novel. And it wasn't working. I had to really spread the opening out a bit. And people who pick up the outside will still tell you, they'll say, wow, those first three chapters, those are actually quite fast paced. But um, it took a while for me to get them to a point where they were structured well and not just. um, Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I don't know, not just rushing through all the introductions. Sure. And, and, and what helped you with that? It, it was, was it something that you had to basically learn on your own? Were you getting feedback from your editor or from beta readers? Well, there was a lot of trial and error, but I did have good beta readers and I was listening to their advice. I also, um, in the early stages of working on the outside, I also had one of my friends from the D&D game that inspired the book, who was helping me look at the chapters and really talking about what we wanted to see from the story and what we wanted from these characters. And that was very helpful. That's great. Well, what was your process when you were working on uh, uh, your first two novels? Do you outline the novel extensively? Or are you someone who just dives into the narrative? What was that process like for you? My usual process is that I outline... Um, and it's it's a relatively loose outline. I know um, how the story is going to start. I know how it's going to end. I know roughly how we're going to get from here to there. And I know some good set pieces and scenes that are in my head that are kind of points we're going to hit along the way. Um, so I have a rough idea of how it's going to work before I start drafting. Um, but when I start drafting, I inevitably find... Um, there are things that come up in the process of drafting that I had considered. And I find that the characters' arcs and their the subtleties of the emotions they're having as the story moves on often surprise me uh, during drafting. And sometimes I even find the story needs to take a bit of a different turn because of that than what I planned. So I believe the term is plantsing when you've, you've got kind of a plan, uh, but you're also... <laughs> You're also encountering a lot of surprises on the way. Sure. So what is it about speculative fiction that appeals to you both as a writer and as a reader? 
Well, I grew up reading speculative fiction. It was what we read in my family. And I've just always felt that being able to access other worlds, other ideas of how the world might work, um, you know, and to imagine magic happening or ridiculous future science happening or aliens happening or, you know, any of these things, it was just natural for me growing up to, to include all of these kinds of things in my imagination. And to me, if I tried to write something that wasn't science fiction or fantasy, I would almost feel hemmed in, you know, I would feel limited. I would feel like who decided these boundaries apply to reality and not these other ones, you know, it would, it's just, (laughs) it's what feels natural to me. Sure. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own short stories or novels? Well, um, I think, I think the biggest thing that was helpful to me, especially at the beginning of my writing journey was to find a critique group and really get used to, first of all, the taking critique and considering critique from other people and figuring out what you're going to do in response to critique, because that is not always straightforward and it does take some emotional skills that you have to build. Um, But also learning to critique other people's work really helps you get a sense of what what you're looking for. in a story and and how to tell if the writing is meeting your expectations or not. And that in turn is going to build skills that you can apply to your own work. So there are places, if you don't have a group of friends who are also writers and can beta read for you, if you don't have that right out the gate, there are groups online that you can join. Um, I used to use a website called Critique Circle, which I believe is still going. I used to use a site called the Online Writers Workshop. Um, and just get as much experience as you can with that back and forth of critiquing and revision and editing. That's going to really help you up your game. So are you writing your third novel in the trilogy now? Yes, I am writing the third novel of the trilogy, and it is quite behind schedule, but we are <laughs> we are working on it, and it's going to get done. And I am just starting right now to come up to the point where they have the big final battle and everything's very dramatic. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's on the mind. Good. Not that you have to, to give away any details, but I'm curious in terms of like how your writing mind works. Have you started thinking about uh, what you'll write after you finish this third novel of the trilogy? I have some vague ideas, and mm-hmm. I have no idea if any of them are going to be turn are going to turn out to be what I actually end up working on after <laughs> the end. I'm actually I want to give myself a little time to think about that afterwards. Sure. Well, what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? Oh my gosh, I just recently, a couple of months ago, discovered the Locked In Trilogy, uh, Gideon the Ninth and Harold the Ninth, and whatever's after that that I don't think she's written yet. Mm-hmm. And I've been having so much fun with them. They're amazing. <laughs> That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your trilogy? Uh, people can look at my official website, which is adahoffman.com. 
Um, I have a little blog there. I have some reviews of books and I have information about all of my own books um, and all of my stories that's all up there on the website. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I am X Asymptote on Twitter, which is a pain to spell, but you can find me. You can just search for Ada Hoffman and you will find me sure. on Twitter. <laughs> um, and that's where I, that's where I interact with readers the most, I think, is on Twitter. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Ada Hoffman, author of the new novel, The Fallen. The book is on sale now, so go buy a copy at your local independent bookstore. And Ada, thanks for doing this interview. Oh, you're welcome. It was great. Great. Thanks a lot. Okay. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.